Welcome to the Gaming Society Football Show, week 10. Mike and I are over the hump. We are uh, 10 weeks. We, we, we collect our veteran check two times over. We are ready to go. Uh, <laughs> if you cut us, you got to pay us twice. Uh, week 10, it has been amazing what I've learned over the last nine weeks talking to Mike, but mainly uh, what's been amazing is how bad I have been at our all-in bets, Mike. Uh, I took a, uh, I took a beating. You are now four and one. I have steadily gotten worse to two and three. Um, for those that cared, last week I bet on, I said my all-in was against Dallas, and I had all sorts of reasons. I had listened to what Mike said about the oh. team. He, my, my, Mike, you were promoting Dallas's athleticism. I was buying what you were selling. They were at some point, I think, mine, uh, favored by 11 uh, over Denver, and they lost. And so uh, I took a big L. But you... Uh, I've been pretty steady, Eddie. Four and one took New England on a three yeah. and a half uh, point favorite to win, and they certainly did. So, uh, all in bets. I don't know. I don't know if I should feel so bad about that. Did you see that Dallas game coming? I didn't. <laughs> nah, you know what? That one, I didn't see that one coming. Like, that one, that, that's the shocker. Like, one of them ones where you like just you looking around, like, bro, what just happened? Yeah. That's one of those games. And, and you know, I know you've been a part of maybe a couple in your career. Well, you just walk away and like, yo, we got to forget about that one. Yeah. I remember in 2004, the year we went to the NFC Championship game in Atlanta, we went to Kansas City and got beat 56-10. We was 5-1, and one, just beat the San Diego Chargers, drew on the Danian at home, big win, went out to Kansas City. They was like 2-3. and three. Got smashed. Yep. Yo, what can happen to you? Yep. Well, that's funny because I remember last week we talked about does point differential really matter and do fans look more into that yeah. than they should? And I always thought they they do because you just, I mean, you can lose, you got to learn how to win the tight games. That's to me all that matters. When you lose, if you're losing yeah. by 10 or 24 or 34, you forget those games. Right. What you really right. need to figure out is how to win those tight games. And yep. uh, you, you pulled one out. New England was three and a half point favorites and beat the pants off Carolina. So you, yeah. you've, been, you've been seeing what's uh, – your looking glass is clear. Mine is a little foggy. I'm a but football we will psychic. You are, you are getting there. Um, don't listen to me, that's for sure. But we are, uh, we'll have our next week's picks at the end of this show. Um, but, but I think more than anything, Mike, uh, the, the, the public has called them trap games. Uh, people have said uh, it's a weird, uh, weird week nine. You have the Bills losing to the Jags. Rams lost to the Titans. Uh, the, the, there was – the, there's a weird Monday night Ooh, football uh, so game with the Steelers yeah. and Bears. The the Chiefs barely beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. What yep. did you see in Week Nine that, that that was interesting, intriguing, stood out to you? Right, I, I've seen a, a lot of teams midpoint in the season, you know, trying to show their work. Like for instance, Minnesota. They were supposed to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I think they was up twenty four ten. For the longest time, yep. and, and you know they like on the cusp of being good, um, far from great, but still got to win those tight games, like you say. And you know, I I thought that was a game where you know they had a chance to win, and and they couldn't pull it out. Um, Cleveland got a win, and all after all the you know OBJ confusion, they came out. They did have a bunch of turn. Turnovers early. Cincinnati yeah. had a bunch of turnovers. They got a lot of short fields, and but they capitalized and they, they, you know, they did take advantage of the opportunities. 
uh, it was a lot that happened, you know, last week that, you know, and, and obviously, you know, Buffalo and, and Jacksonville just proves that anything can happen on any given Sunday and it proves how hard it is to win in the National Football League. Bills, Bills lose to the Jags in the weirdest scoring game I've seen. Is there, is there, are there such things as a trap game? I don't think it's such thing as a trap game. I think it's just a, a just a lapse in judgment. Like what you perceive this team to be, they're really not. They're really a bunch of men that's hungry to get a win. And they just like you. They prepare all week just like you. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they went through a walkthrough on Saturday and they traveled. Or they stayed in a the hotel. They went through the same routine, just getting different results on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Yeah. But they fighting hard. These teams are fighting hard. They're professionals. They're getting coached. And it's got to be something to going into Jacksonville. It's hot. You come out of these cold climates. Teams just be super flat. Same thing happened to Green Bay. And look, Green Bay, what? Uh, seven and two or whatever their record is. I mean, so, you know, it, it's a situation where, man, teams got to stay focused throughout. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it is like playing in Jacksonville. It's like a fourth preseason game. About half the time, there's not there's not a lot of fans there. When they show up, they're a little late. They cheer. They 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 like don't know when to cheer the game on all the time. They're dedicated when they show up, and so it's like kind of like that fourth preseason game when they're like finally cheering on their favorite players. But it, it is a weird place yeah. to play. Um, yeah. and, and and they came away with a big upset. Lots of big upsets. Denver, my team, but the team that I betted against, or you know, uh, plus four hundred ends up winning that game. But who has the best chance of upsetting this Sunday? Right. So that's I think one of the things I, I'm really most interested in. Curious. I'm, I'm gonna read these off. You give me who you think has the best chance of upsetting. Buffalo at New okay. York Jets. Jacksonville at Indy. Tampa Bay at the Washington football team, Carolina at Arizona, Atlanta at Dallas, Baltimore at Miami, or Detroit at Pittsburgh? Atlanta at Dallas. Atlanta at Dallas. Because, Tell me why. Because, and because Atlanta's, it seemed like as they, they feel streaky, but they're a team that seemed like they can get hot. And yes, they're up and down, but. They got some good players. They they play some good football. And, and then I like Arthur Smith. I like their philosophy on offense, and I think they're playing better on defense. I think the I think um in terms of the Dallas Cowboys, they're gonna be pressing. I almost yeah. said Denver Broncos because I was thinking about what just yeah, happened. You're thinking about me. You're thinking about me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I think the Dallas Cowboys are gonna be pressing. Whatever happened against Denver last week, they're gonna want. So I'm not saying that they're going to lose. But what I'm saying is the biggest chance of being upset could happen in Dallas because the Falcons are not a pushover team and Matt Ryan is playing each and every week like he has something to prove. It's it's uh, it's really hard to pick those upsets, uh, in my opinion, just because yeah. like you, you and I both, I think, come to this from a player's perspective in that you know how hard these guys prepare and want to win and right. uh, what that, how much it means to them, and which is why I'm excited to talk about our intriguing matchup. It's the Lions versus Steelers. Why are we picking this game? The Lions have not won a game yet. And these are professionals. This is a coach who is obviously passionate. Um, he, he, he is probably in one of the toughest positions in football. 
And yeah. I don't know. I've been on some bad teams. My first question for you is just level set for us. What's the worst team you played on? Unfortunately, the New York Jets in 2014. Um, what was your record? We wasn't. I want to say we finished four and twelve. Yeah, I think we finished four and twelve that year. But uh, just a lot of ups and downs, man. And super talented team. We had Percy Harvin. We had Chris Johnson. Uh, of course, myself, Gino. Um, we had good players on offense. Um, it, it just didn't come together, man. The defensive together. side of the ball, like, you know, we had Demario Davis. You know, he was young. Um, Muhammad Wilkerson. We had a decent team. Man. We had good players, perennial pro bowlers, and just couldn't put it together week in and week out. And then all of a sudden, it just became a mindset thing. I never lost more than 10 games, and I never won more than 10 games. How bad is that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I lived, I lived right there. I lived right in the middle of my entire uh, career. But like back, back into the Lions and Steelers, Pittsburgh's favored by nine points. They come off uh, a, a weird game with Chicago. I don't know that Monday night game. Just I didn't know what to look what to look for. The Lions theoretically have the sixth toughest strength of schedule. Don't know how I would ever believe that, but so they're playing good teams and they're and they're competing. Is that enough to keep morale up though? Like. What is the morale like in that building right now? I mean, look, you know, when when things are not going your way, man, you you trying to find a way uh, to to win games, man. And if if it don't make sense, if the game plan don't make sense, offensively or defensively, players walk out like I don't know what's what's going on. Yeah, and you you just gotta find that comfort level, man. You know. It, the morale is down. Somebody got to pick it up. Got to leaders got to step up. That's what's most important. You know, I look what I look for this time of the year is the leaders. Who's going to step up? Who's going to take the onus? And who's going to bring everybody with them? You know what? Like, I think one thing that always got me the admiration of, of teammates is that while I wasn't in a leadership position, I wasn't scared to speak the mind of the players right. and or to be some of those guys. And I, and I think. Oftentimes, fans get tricked into thinking the best players are all, are also the leaders, and oftentimes that's not true. Yeah. People forget that yeah. like everyone on that NFL team grew up being the best player in high school, pretty much the right. best player in college, and were leaders and are capable right. of leading. And so, at, you never know who's going to kind of bring that team up and, yeah. and, and is the voice in the locker room. But a voice can do one thing, but the public uh, has another opinion of the Detroit Lions. Yes. And there is a yes. line out there on when they can get their first win. They have a bye week 11. Um, no, they don't. They have their bye. They have week 10 at the Steelers at plus 340. So they think their best chance to win is this week at week 10 and week 12 against the Bears. Otherwise, you're looking at plus 1,000, plus 3,000, plus 4,000. But the third wow. most likely bet is for them to go 0-17. Mike Vick, are you betting on them to beat one of these teams or are you taking the field, basically, and betting them to lose the rest of their games? I'm taking the field. Because really? I don't know why they, they're looked, at, uh, looked upon to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The best chance is beating the Chicago Bears, but Justin Fields last night showed that he's growing up and 
his his experiences last night is going to take him a long way versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, man, I, I think it's going to be another year where they don't win a game. Oh, and 17. That's it's just it's going to happen. You you talk about like the luck of getting drafted to a certain organization and like trying to turn that organization around and then what that means for you after your career. Like you look at guys like uh, that's why I don't think um, uh, people really understand that uh, of the benefits of playing for certain teams and how it helps you in your career, but also after, right? Like you don't right. see any Detroit Lions. What was the, the, the there's no like Detroit Lions on TV breaking down the games because they're 0 and 16. Right. Well, actually, Dan Orlovsky, yeah. I think Dan does a great job, but he bounced around enough to where he, but like he was yeah. part of that 0 and 16 team. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, he was out there. That was a, he has a famous running through the back of the end zone. He tells that story. Uh, if you haven't listened to that story, you got to go YouTube Dan Orlowski telling running out of the back of the end zone. It's hilarious. I will. <laughs> um, but the, the other drama in the league is not caused by a team, but an individual. Uh, I say drama kind of, I don't know, out of not, not wanting to say that, but Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know what happened to him in Cleveland. Um, I don't know what the issue was. I don't know. I've never uh, gotten into a fight with a quarterback to the point to where I didn't want to show up to practice or, or anything like that. I've also didn't have the talent that Odell has, obviously, but I'm not sure what happened to him in, in Cleveland. It seemed like that was a good fit for him. Um, and now he's got to find a new fit. I'm curious yeah. where, you know, and, and we're, we'll, we'll probably touch on Odell throughout the show because uh, he comes up in, in in every aspect. He's certainly going to probably come up in my all-in bet, I'm sure, if uh, he'll probably go to the team that I lose to. But um, I'm curious, <laughs> where do you think the best fit is for him? Like, you know, there's there's odds in Vegas, but I'm curious what Mike Vick thinks. With Deshaun Jackson going to Las Vegas, I think his best fit is the Los Angeles Rams. And I say that because... You know, you look at what the Arizona Cardinals have built with the receiving core that they got. I won't name the names, just from Kristen Kirk to DeAndre Hopkins. But now you got Van Jefferson, you got Cooper Cup. You can have OBJ and Van Jefferson. Robert Woods, I'm sorry. Yep. So that's Woods, Jefferson, Cup, Odell. Odell bring the long speed, bring the intermediate game. He bring the run out to the catch, which is you know, all those guys do well. I just think that'll be something that could take Stafford over the hump to the next level, for sure. I would like to see him go to an AFC team and end up running into Cleveland in the playoffs, selfishly. Uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo might be interesting. I think the Indianapolis Colts might make a play here. They don't have a a true one. They're going to win the AFC South because the AFC South, I don't see Tennessee really holding on for the rest of the year. I know they won that game against uh, L.A., but they're going to have a tough time surviving the rest of this year without without Derrick Henry. So I think Indianapolis might make a run for him. That would be pretty interesting to see him over there. Carson Wentz, I I think, has the skill set to deliver the ball to him. But um, And Frank Frank Wright, he'll – Make Frank Wright will get him right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like you would love, of course, every player wants to choose and thinks he can predict who's going to go to Super Bowl Week Ten. But shoot, that's what our job is to do is try to figure out who's that. We don't have yeah, a, yeah. we don't have a clue, let alone a guy who's yeah. had his head down working for the Cleveland Browns for ten weeks. So I don't, I don't know if um, if he's going to get what he wants. He might make get on a team that makes the playoffs. But I'm super curious where Odo Beckham lands. Uh, I wish him the best, but. Um, I, I, I do want to hear the 30 for 30 or the Netflix show on what happened to him in Cleveland. 
it's been documented. Trust me. <laughs> they got it documented and it will surface at some point. At some point it will. And speaking of surfacing, we're bringing in uh, one of our favorite guests, one of the guys who's helped us out with this show a great deal, uh, the commissioner of our fantasy league, Paul Tate-Liabu, Tate Frazier, the deep dude with the deep voice letting us know about college basketball. It's it's a sad introduction to, you know, all the players get a little scared when they got to introduce the commissioner. I don't, Mike, I don't know if you remember what it was like when uh, commissioner walked in and had to give his talk to the team. Everyone always uh, sit up a little straighter and they paid a little more attention, but they really didn't care yeah. what he had to say because they know it was full of shit. Uh, he's probably swindling us out of cash or trying to trick us into something. And that's exactly what Paul Tately Abu, the commissioner of our gaming society, Fantasy Football League, is probably doing to us. But he's not. He's actually our uh, supreme guest here today uh, on the Betting Academy uh, really looking at interesting bets in college football. I'm sorry, college basketball. Yeah, I don't know why I started that, but college basketball. As basketball season's coming up, uh, I know everyone's been having their midnight madness practices. They're getting uh, uh, amped up. Colorado State, Tate, as much as you give me crap about them being a bad football team, decent Mountain West basketball program. Yeah, exactly. Got the, really? We got the Ram painted in the middle of the court. We yeah. would stomp Virginia Tech, Mike. <laughs> stomp Virginia Tech. Don't make me set that matchup up. Don't make me go set it up. I set it up. There's going to be some money involved. So Mike we might take be the real commissioner of college sports. Like he makes that phone call, that game could happen. So yeah, that, that's yeah, that's the real commissioner right there. <laughs> but I really appreciate anyone coming on the betting academy and teaching Mike and myself. Uh, obviously, what we need to be looking out for, uh, what's uh, what we should keep our eyes open for, what we need to be listening to in terms of the betting academy. College basketball edition. Take it away, Commissioner Tate Lebu. Well, it's great to be here, fellas. I obviously love listening to the show. You guys are great. And, uh, you know, I promise I'm not that type of commissioner. I'm, I'm you we know, a, know play, a player's commissioner, as they say. Uh, so yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. You know, that's what they all right. say. That's what they that's all what say. You, I know. That's you, what you tell all the girls, Tate. That's hey, what you're you off to a good start, buddy. You're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best here. But uh college basketball starts today, guys, and I don't know if you've heard the news, but it's Coach K's last season. That Coach K from Duke, this is his farewell tour, just like Derek Jeter, just like Kobe Bryant. He is doing a <laughs> Nike sponsored farewell tour. Um, I don't know if you guys have kept up with this. So so that's the big news of college basketball. They played a night against Kentucky, Coach Calipari, Coach K. So that's how we kick things off. That game. What are, are you guys excited about that? What are they what kind of Absolutely. gifts are they gonna give Coach K? Oh, like he's, you know, they give a I mean, I a, get a lot of booze. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to travel around to different arenas and boo him as he would like to be booed. But I, I mean, for the rest of the people, yeah, plaques. Apparently, Army might give him a statue. Uh, Carolina's even going to give him like a standing ovation and a little tribute video, apparently. So I, I find that gross. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, would they give him like part of the floor? <laughs> yeah, probably. That, that's what we're, that's the world that we live in, guys. Man, so Coach, Coach K, K, he going to get. He gonna get standing ovations everywhere, man. Coach K, the man. See, see, everyone loves Coach K now. Uh, that wasn't always the case as a Carolina kid growing up, but I, I respect that Coach K is gonna get that treatment. But I do have some best bets of, of the favorites this year to give yes. you guys, which I think, uh, you know, could be good for the people at home. College basketball again starts today. One of the teams I really like, UCLA, twelve to one odds to win the national championship. The number two team in the country last wow. year, they were eleven seed in the play-in game. Beat Michigan State, went on this magical run, uh, have one of the most memorable games in college basketball history. Gonzaga, Jalen Suggs yeah. hits the half court shot. We all remember that. So 
they were one shot away mm-hmm. in the Final Four, and they bring everybody back. Johnny Juzang, Hami Haquez, um, and then they bring in a five-star kid, Peyton Watson, who's from out here in California. He's going to be a really good player from Long Beach. So they're a fascinating team at 12-1. to Another team I like, Memphis, 22-1. to uh, Penny Hardaway. You know. Penny Hardaway, uh, a guy that does not get his respect, a point guard, a guy who I think is a pretty good head coach. And not only does he have himself, he's got Larry Brown on the bench with him now. And not only wow. does he have Larry Brown on the bench with him now, he has Rasheed Wallace on the bench with him now. So, I didn't know okay. that. Yeah, the Memphis Tigers. Uh, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Got ball, on the bench. Ball don't lie. 22 to 1. That's a team that we got to talk about. So uh, if you haven't kept up with Memphis basketball, now is the year. And they have two top five uh, five-star prospects that are freshmen, uh, Jalen Duran and Amani Bates. And some people have wow. said Amani Bates yeah. and LeBron James. So the, they're Let's a fun go. team to watch. Let's go. And 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 Penny, I, I think the, the fun thing I've read about Penny Hardaway is like, he doesn't. He unabashedly recruits guys, kind of like you used to hear uh, Pete Carroll recruit guys. You don't come here to be a Memphis basketball player. You come here to be an NBA basketball player, yes. right? He's like, this is a stepping stone. I, I'll agree with it. I'm gonna get another five star freshman next up. year, so you get out of here and uh, go get your go get paid. I like that. Yeah, and he had James Wiseman Tate. as remember. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Tate, what's up with Virginia Tech? Any I, news? I, Coming out of Blacksburg. No, no, they 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 won't start until after Christmas, Vic. They're gonna take a little break. Mike, I got great news for you. Uh, they have a great program. They have a great program right now, and they got a lot of momentum. And Vegas kind of likes them as a long shot. Seventy-five to one odds for Virginia Tech to win the national championship. The ACC is wide open this year. Virginia, you know, kind of a younger team. They lost some talent last year. North Carolina loses Roy Williams. Now they have Hubert Davis as their head coach, so they're still figuring things out. Coach K and Duke are the favorite to win the ACC, but Virginia Tech is kind of the the sexy pick, Mike. This is you know some of the people. Yeah. Uh, I think that they are in the know. They like Mike Young's team, and they like them being able to make a run. So there I you was go. just going to ask Mike Vick who who Virginia Tech's coach was. I didn't think he would know. Buzz uh, Buzz Cook. <laughs> Buzz Williams. It was Buzz. Buzz. It was Buzz. Buzz left. Buzz went to Texas A and M, and now it's oh, Mike. Oh, Buzz dipped. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to get caught up on current affairs. Buzz dipped out on us. He dipped yep. out on you guys. He went Come to on, Texas. Buzz. We had some brewing. But you guys got Mike Young, who was the coach at Wofford that famously beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill a couple years ago. Ah, and then okay. he came over to Virginia Tech. And you guys, last year, or two years ago, I should say, in the Maui Invitational, upset Michigan State, who was the number three team in the country, uh, with All Mike right. Young's team. So, and they made yeah. the tournament last year. So We're going we to take it out on Colorado State. Yeah, State, share the wealth. Colorado State, what are our odds? We're going to take it out on y'all. <laughs> It took it took me a while to find these odds, but the the, the what I saw, uh, Colorado State basketball, it was a thousand to one odds. Ah! Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. What's so funny? That's good. Those are good odds. That means that means for a <laughs> hey, but Dave, Dave, the really good a long news, way. The really good news. Come on, baby. Damn. The first thing you said. Hold on. First thing. First thing you said was that they had something going on up there. Like like we. Pretty good basketball team all that day. Yeah, we'll, we'll beat Virginia Tech. We used to – it's funny I said who is who is CSU's uh, or Virginia Tech's basketball coach. I have no idea who Colorado State's basketball coach is. I know we used to have Larry Ustachy, who was the man, just pounding Diet Cokes. Uh, but now I have, I have no idea who we have there. 
Uh, Nico Medved is his Nico name. Uh, he is he is in his third season with Colorado State, but Colorado State plays the number one returning scorer from last season, Max Aismas, who uh, upset Ohio State last year in the NCAA tournament, upset Florida last year in the NCAA tournament with Oral Roberts. So Oral Roberts, a, a team that a lot of a lot of people want to watch this season, kind of like the Steph Curry of this season, Max Aismas. Uh-huh. So they play Colorado State tonight, uh, the first day of college basketball. So. That's good, Dave. That, that's good PR. What about, we got to get some, you know, maybe I'll have to get some action on that, on the Oral Roberts CSU game. I'm sure there's, uh, we get some, we get some interesting play there. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people were in on that. And then <laughs> <laughs> the at only, least like 38 people are betting on that game. Yeah. The, the, the only <laughs> other like long shot bet that I like for you guys that I think is kind of a classic college basketball move Indiana. 100 to 1 odds. Mike Woodson, I love Mike Woodson. I think he's one of the best basketball coaches around. Comes down from the New York Knicks, comes back to take over the Indiana program that's been floundering since Bob Knight left, um, you know, in back in the 90s. So now they have some good footing. They have Trace like Jackson that. Davis, who's a preseason All-American player who returned to play for Mike Woodson. 100 to 1 odds. I think they're a sneaky, really good team. 20 years since they went to the Final Four um, with Mike Davis when they went on that, you know, long run and, and Jared Jeffrey and that whole thing so indiana 100 to 1 i like that bet too Tay, I, I have a question okay. now that like it, it, it seems that like the programs rely so much on recruiting it almost seems like some of this preseason stuff is you're you should just take a couple shots because yeah. you really don't know what these teams are going to look like by the end of the year uh so you might as well it's it's it, it, like it's no way these numbers are priced correctly because they no. have no idea what these freshmen are going to play like right so you might as well you might as yeah. well it's all, it's all rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the like, best team in college basketball right now? Gonzaga. Hey, who's the best team? Is Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Yeah, because yeah, I seen them show up last year. They're putting out some pretty good players going to pros. And now For they real. got uh, the number one player in the country, uh, Chet Holmgren is his name. His name yes. is actually Chet. And he's coming from Minnesota. He played at Jalen Suggs High School. And uh, he's like a seven-foot, lanky, you know, white kid from Minnesota that is playing next to Drew Timmy, who's another 6'10 kid who reminds people of Christian Leitner. So if you want to talk about who the new Duke is, as much as this is Coach K's farewell year, Gonzaga is that team. Christian Leitner? Yeah. How about Luka Don? Because Luka gets buckets like your drunk Luka? uncle at the park. Ain't that Luka? <laughs> Luca's game is so hard to watch, but it's so unbelievable. Like I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? What are you? Stop! Ju- oh my god, shooting like again. balling shots and shoot with yes. his eyes closed. Like he's it, pretty. He's a really good basketball player. Though. I like drunk that's uncle. What Chet, that's what Chad hopes he can be, like a Dirk Nowitzki, Luca Doncic. Yeah, yeah, know. that's yeah, yeah. No yeah doubt. That, that's no who doubt. we hope he can turn into. But he has compared himself to Kevin Durant. But that team, Drew Timmy, does the mustache celebrate. I mean, they're just. They, they remind you of a Duke team of the 90s. You know what I mean? They have that kind of uh, energy or aura, whatever you want to call it. And uh, for the first time this year, they're kind of the favorites all, all the way around. And uh, people aren't necessarily, they're not the little guy anymore, right? They're top dogs. You know, Tate, uh, Mike and I often talk about Pretty backgrounds good. on this show and what we have behind us. Can you talk about your drum set? Are you uh, are you are you uh, on Step Brothers Two, or are you uh, you got a band that we need to know about and promote on this show? Step Brothers Two, and a half. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's the one that didn't come out. But uh, look, I mean, this is uh, my producer, or you know, helps work on the show. Of course, Mike Midas. You know, he is actually the musician in in the Figures team. So I, I look like I know what i'm doing with the drums i can go sit back there and get on the hi-hat and act like i know what's going on but i don't have it guys uh, this right. is this is a farce you know what i mean well 
This is not it. Well, that's uh, I have math that I have no idea what it actually says (laughs) behind me and some pictures. So that's all. Dave, I I see you added. so every week you add something. I add one thing. I appreciate and, and it's you all noticing. coming together. It, yes, it's, thank it's you. really all coming together, man. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I, you got some more stuff you the need to add. Picture, the best picture is that painting your kid and whatever you got back there. That, that Whatever your kids did in that little painting. That's the I need to send you some you more books. <laughs> I need to send you some more books. You got uh, 19 you know, they, shelves so, back there and six books. <laughs> <laughs> they be killing me. They be killing me on social media. They used to kill me on social media in my Zoom. Hey, Mike, how about you get another book or two back there? You, know, you say you like reading. English was your favorite subject. Uh, you put some playbooks back there or something, or just some papers. Like make it look like there's something that fills those things. Hey, look, you know what? That was like I got to do a Zoom call. Let me put some stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I still think well, he has the best background. Somehow he does. He does win. Uh, you know, yeah. mine with like the my, competition. Me and Dave, like, we competing at everything. Like Mine's it. like cell block six over here, and so I got a, it looks a little better every now and then, but no, still, I, I haven't made simple. too much improvement. Um, the 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 betting academy produced by Paul Tate Lubu, Commissioner Paul Tate Lubu. Uh, Tate, how you doing in our uh, fantasy? What what what's your current standings right now? I have been in fourth place. It feels like forever. I, I, I every single week I get a win, or even a loss. I would like to drop out of fourth, but I'm kind of stuck there in fourth. I won this week against Kevin Garnett, who was in the top spot. I was very excited about that. I, I thought that I knock off the top dog, I at least move up to third somehow. No. I, I stay in fourth place, and this week I take on Mike Vick, and I, I, I'm not feeling good because right now it says I'm gonna score more points, Man. but I still have a 28% chance to win. I don't understand this. It's like the game knows I have no shot against Mike Vick. Well, we were going to let you go before fantasy, yeah. but I think you're a, a vital uh, person to have in here. Um, in week nine, I lost to Jamie, uh, CEO of Gaming Society. I'm not going to lie. Let me tell you what Happy happened move. here. I'm not going to tell you. So I got drunk on Saturday. Uh, there was like some <laughs> stupid parent-teacher thing that I was supposed to go to, and I really didn't, wasn't Oh, socially, I wasn't connecting well, so I just decided to drink away my sorrows, <laughs> and that continued on into the house. And uh, I, well, I forgot that Dak Prescott might not play. Yeah, and he didn't. And uh, well, that's what happened is I didn't have a quarterback, oh. and then I lost by about twenty six points, which would have been a quarterback. And I think I also had a, a bye week by one of my better players, so I had to put in. Someone else and Mike Williams had a terrible game. So it all added up mm. uh, to, to a big issue. It mm. wasn't just you, Dave. KG also, he started Tom Brady, who was on a bye week against me. So I, I got the benefit. <laughs> Tom Brady and Ray. <laughs> K- you know what? I'm trying to make sure that that don't happen to me. I don't <laughs> yes. want that to happen to me. I don't want our producers to call me and be like, hey, man, you ain't make a substitution. Or you, such and such was on a bye Here- weekend. Here's what the key is. Don't forget, you just got to get to the playoffs. You just got to get to the playoffs because it's not like regular NFL where it's like, oh, we we get a buy. You do get a buy, but you get, you you know, you like, it's not like, oh, this team is hot. There's no like hot teams in fantasy because there's so many players on different teams. It's impossible to have a hot team. You just, it's just a flip of the coin basically every week. So you just got to get to the playoffs. Vic uh, defeated Gray. I lost to Jamie, which uh, our producer wrote L-A-M-O. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, and then week nine, 
<laughs> best manager for the first time andre reed comes out of nowhere you want to know why it's because kittle finally played and so both of his tight ends that he uh drafted finally uh worked out uh worst team marissa coleman um might be a little busy with the WNBA stuff but that's okay but we got week 10 just like you mentioned tate mike vick versus tate and dave versus andre reed big week mm. week 10 on the uh, on the fantasy, um, Tate, would you like to put any side bets up here? Would you like to say Speak anything? Now. What would Speak you like now. to wager I, I, on this? I, like I said, I don't, I don't I don't feel good about the algorithm being against me. Like I said, I have more points than I'm supposed to score <laughs> estimated right now. Yet I still have a 28 percent chance. So I I don't know what the the numbers or the analyst. I don't know what they know, Dave. You probably you could probably crunch the numbers and know what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, but I, it doesn't look, look good for me. So I I, I honestly would bet against myself uh, in this type of situation because I feel like. Uh, for whatever reason, the football gods, the fantasy football gods, they're on the side of Mike Vick. And I'm that okay with like, that. That yeah, sounds well, like something a commissioner would say, isn't it, Mike? Very conservative. Look, man, <laughs> very conservative. I, I, look, my guys are stepping up right now. Jonathan Taylor, I'm not going to go through my squad. Jerry Judy back in the – man, we stepping up right now. I mean, yeah. just get to the playoffs. Just get to the playoffs. Here, here's the question I want to leave you with, Tate, and and uh, I, I apologize if this uh, hits the wire right after this, but uh, I do want to hear this take. Fantasy football, Odell Beckham has had caused people tons of headaches. Yes. Where is that kind of guy going to end up, and, and when does he play again? Because I think that's a big question. Can he get up to speed and get on a team and play in two weeks? Because it's tough, right? It's not like, yeah. hey, I know this. Maybe if he knows the offense, but it's not like – just say, hey, run some fly patterns. We're going to throw some touchdowns. Yeah. Where do you think he ends up and does he start contributing? I kind of feel like there are four teams that go after OBJ. It's kind of like Raiders, Cowboys, Seahawks, Saints, right? Those four teams are in my mind that they they would bring him in and they could, you know, kind of put him in a situation where he could succeed. Maybe even the Ravens are in there. I know they did that with Des Bryant. Um, so to me, it's the Saints. I don't know if it's a LSU, Louisiana bias, but I, I feel like New Orleans brings him in and, and tries to do something with OBJ. Um, just to create some sort of spark, to create some sort of jealousy from Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, because I know Tom Brady is a little bit scared of the Saints. He doesn't play well against them. It's pretty much the only team that has his number a little bit. So the Saints are, are my favorites to sign him, but I have no inside information. I have no intel there. And I also, I feel kind of bad for OBJ after how all these things have played out. And then obviously the Browns had this great game right after he gets cut. So people were saying he was, you know, a, a, even yeah. you know, worse for the team. I mean, yeah. it's bad PR. So I hope he gets a good situation, and I feel like Sean Payton would take care of him. It's good, good feedback there. I like that. I answer. think I like him going to the Rams. Mm. The Rams can configure something. Like I, I like Cooper Cup, one of the most dynamic receivers in the league, and, and then you know uh, Van Jefferson has stepped up. You know, and, you know they got a couple other guys, but that dude will be a difference maker. One thing about Matt Stafford is he know how to make a superstar receiver a superstar. I think that's like their missing piece. I think that's yeah. their missing piece. They really got Robert nice. Woods, you know, they got some guys. But them three, that's four core receivers. I mean, similar to what Arizona got going on right now. Yeah. Tate, what else you got? Speaking of what's going on, what else you got going on? Anything you want to inform us of before you, before you peace out here on Yeah, us? The, the podcast, College Basketball, Titus and Tate. I am Tate of Titus and Tate. We talk about college basketball all season long. So twice a week on Fox Sports. We're on YouTube. You can go check that out. And then uh, I have a documentary coming out, uh, Figure Ooh. Her Company. 
um, the world of five star, the five star basketball camp, um, you know, a, a legendary basketball camp uh, in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, at Robert Morris and Coach K, John Calipari, Grant Hill, Michael Jordan, Moses Malone, uh, Muggsy Bogues. We, we talked to legends, mm. legends for this. And uh, I'm narrating it and we're producing it. And uh, that's coming out at the end of the month. So we're very excited about that. Awesome. Five star. I was a I was a two I was a two star. So uh, I don't know if you got me on that one. That's what Colorado State works with. Mike, <laughs> I don't know what you were coming out of high school, but Five awesome star. stuff, man. The only offer was Colorado State. Northwestern basketball too. <laughs> Northwestern, San Diego State. I had some Princeton Ooh. love. I had some I had some love. You know, I was like oh, classic white school. guy. Good school. Uh, classic yeah, white guy. And then Dave, you're a Colorado State legend. I, I I will I will step up as a commissioner. I will make sure people know that you are in the Hall of Fame at Colorado State. So thank you. Sir. You went there and you made your impact. Oh, that's awesome. thank you, sir. Tate, now you are that's you can officially boy. leave on that note. Don't say anything else, <laughs> Commissioner Paul Tate. Lebu, Tate Frazier got lots of cool stuff going on. Tate, thanks for coming by. Betting Academy Fantasy Football. Have a thanks, good one, fellas. We always, uh, you know, I want to thank Tate for saying that. I think he's sandbagging you, Mike. I think uh, he's uh, been trading. I see him on the waiver wire working the fantasy the whole time. So I would not believe, yeah. now that the commissioner's off the air, I would not believe a single thing he says. He's sandbagging. He's ready to beat you. He wants to brag to yeah. all his friends that he beat Mike Vick and after he beat Kevin Garnett. So if, if I you got need, some waiver claims, too. So I'm just waiting for him to go through. I got. If so, you need you a know. guy, I got a guy. I'll get you a guy. Right, you know what I mean? Right. We could trade yeah, a guy yeah. or two. We'll figure it out. We yeah, can't you let my the guy. You take win. care of me. I'm your guy. You my guy. You know what I mean? We, we can't let this win. Yeah. I hear that. And the way we always end the show is our all-in bets, right? And uh, like we mentioned at the top, Mike has been killing it 4-1. I, I, I'm not the person to listen to right now, but I'm going to rally. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I don't think my I don't think my all-in uh, perspective was bad or wrong. I don't think anyone uh, saw Dallas. I like your all-in. Like I, I like your all-in. Thank you. Who do you got this week, Mike? Who you been looking at? Who has stood out to you week 10 in the NFL? Um, yeah, my all-in going to come on Thursday night. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens over the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson will not lose to the Miami Dolphins by any means necessary. The Miami Dolphins got, you know, some decisions to make. Jacoby Brissett coming off a win. Tua still sideline from a finger or a wrist or something that's bothering him. Um, even though I like Jacoby Brissett. That's my yep. man. Had him on my QB7 show. It's mad love. But... You know, the Ravens always find a way to win. The one thing Lamar Jackson is doing is learning how to win games. Win. And learning yeah. how to come from behind and win. It's it's a big it's a big deal when you learn how to come from behind and win because you always stay in it mentally. You stay in the game. So that's my all in. I'm going Baltimore over Miami on Thursday night. You know what I like about that is it it, it really ties in what we talked about early in uh finding a way to win uh earlier in the show young quarterbacks when they do that and then also with the lions and building confidence and morale you talk about morale yeah. when morale is high is when you keep coming back on teams and winning so i couldn't agree yeah. more I, I i like that that bet i'm i'm going with some a little more tried and true the bills embarrass themselves against jacksonville okay. they looked at this part of their season they saw Jacksonville and the New York Jets, and they thought they could just get on their their uh, their little skateboard and skate through these two victories, and that those teams would roll over. But just like you had mentioned, those teams prepare. I think the Buffalo Bills refocus. Uh, they're plus five hundred favorites, so they're they're okay. a huge favorite over the Jets. I don't think that matters. I think they stomp the New York Jets to prove that they're still a Super Bowl favorite team. Uh, yeah. uh, Allen needs to come back, have a good game. 
I don't think the Jets, even though they're going to be at home, can compete with the Buffalo Bills uh, this year. So I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills as my all-in bet. I think I think they they got to come back. They got to show who they are, and and they got to show show some face and beat some teams. But yeah. Um, speaking of beating people up, um, and I think that's what's going to happen to the Jets. Canelo uh, beat up Plant. There's been a lot of talk about them chatting in the ring. First of all, did you see this clip of them chatting? Uh, yeah, in the ring? I, I, I thought that was so cool, man. Like, yeah, that was a cool I, moment in sports. But right? I don't know, Caleb Plant, a nice guy. He's a real nice guy, man. Talking to that man during the fight while that man trying to hurt him. Like I heard Muhammad Ali talking to guys, and he was just talking shit. Like I'm gonna paint your face, blah blah. I'm gonna bloody your nose, da da da. And and. But like they seemed like they were like about to tee off on the 14th hole and it just yeah, like man. exchanged some pleasantries. Do you think like, I'm like, good? Like <laughs> he was really worried. Yeah, it was like some form of mutual respect took place and they became friends all of a sudden until Canelo knocked him out in the 11th round. <laughs> I always thought that if anyone should write a book, it's the guys that sit on the NFL sidelines with the big uh, the big sound booms and the, and yeah, the noises oh, and the conversations man, they pick up. Like the the stuff that's talked in the locker room or when two receivers where one doesn't know the route and they're trying to tell yeah. each other stuff like that is hilarious. Um, but we're not, I don't think we're gonna get the some the sound bites for this show. But we do have some more boxing theatrics with Duran. Uh, I don't know, is it Darren? Is Darren Duran? I always never forget is Darren Williams and Frank Gore fighting. Darren Williams and Frank Gore. A four round heavyweight bout. I know you know Frank Gore. Anyone who played football uh, should know Frank Gore. Probably yeah. will, will definitely be a Hall of Famer. But, like, in terms of a guy that I thought might be picked up this year when uh, Derrick Henry um, got hurt, Frank Gore played football yeah. forever, um, is fighting a four-round heavyweight bout on December 18th. Who, Mike, can you set the odds for us? Who's going <laughs> to win this? A basketball player uh, versus a football player. I don't know. See, see, this is the thing, man. The tail of the tape. Here's the tail of the tape. Darren Williams, 6'5", probably with a 74-inch reach, a 78-inch reach, probably 238 pounds, depending on how he come in, versus <laughs> Frank Gore, who's probably, what, 5'10", going to come in at maybe 225. Same weight, probably. <laughs> same weight you know probably a 69 reach inch reach advantage or not advantage but probably this is 69 inch reach yeah and my man gonna try to put the jab on him they gonna try to coach him to put the jab on him and frank gonna have to sneak in and try to land a, a sneaky shot and it's power versus finesse power coming from frank finesse coming from daryl Frank tape. Gore, 5'9", Darren Williams, 6'3". I'm not asking you about the tail of the tape, Mike. Give me a prediction. Man, I can't predict who's going to win this one, man. <laughs> I'm not going to give you no prediction. Frank Gore, that's my boy. Then let's, yeah, let's go with Frank. Yeah, that's my man. Let's go with Frank. We're football players. Do so you think I, anyone would blame what? us for betting yeah. on a running back versus a point guard? He better beat yeah. him up. Frank Gore with He better Frank beat Gore him up. Frank Gore with the power. He might land that sneaky power shot. I just don't want Duran trying to keep him off him with the jab. You know, he's 6'5", so he's going to hang back. <laughs> he's going to hang back and try to, you know, try to tease him, test him, and try to, you know, that, that all that old, you know what I mean? We so, need, speaking of the tail of the tape, we got to find if they have been in any, like, you know, street fights or bar fights. When was the last fight you were in? You know, if you're going back to mine, I you got to go back to... I can tell you one thing. 
Yeah. I'm gonna be watching and it's gonna be hilarious. Yes. And I can't wait to see it. So both of those guys know the consequences behind getting knocked out or losing. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of Twitter fingers. They sure do. They sure do. I, I, I'm with you. Well, we might have to watch that together online or something like Let's that. Let's do but it. I, I, that, that, uh, you, you, we'll, we'll definitely have an all-in before that match. I'm excited to see that. That yeah. is the wrap-up for this show, Gaming Society Football Show Week 10. I'm David Anderson. That's Mike Vick. I always enjoy speaking ball with you boys and girls out there. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs>